This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Finally cold here in Indiana a little bit. Yeah, yeah. fall is here, but the leaves are fully green. And so it's like, ooh, scary, 85 degrees. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for all you uh, Halloween fall people, because you're getting ripped off this year big time. At least if you're in our part of the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about pumpkin spice and Mm -mm. decorative gourd season. We're here to talk about murder. Sadie's day, take it away, Sadie Ray. <laughs> oh, this is the case of the Carrie babies. I don't have any idea what that means, but I, I would really like to find out. I will tell you. Okay. Uh, trigger warning for violence against infants. Not super gratuitous, but it's definitely present. Uh, uh, okay. On the spring morning of April 14, 1984, a jogger was making their way along the White Strand Beach of Cahersivine County, Kerry, Ireland. As they were running, they spotted a small lump off in the distance, and as they drew closer, they believed it was a child's doll left behind. But the horrific reality was that they had come across the small body of an infant that had been washed up to shore. No, 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 never no. Nightmare. Yes. No. An autopsy would show that the baby had been badly beaten, strangled, and stabbed 28 times. Oh my god. Before he was thrown into the ocean. What? Authorities guessed the baby to be no more than three days old. The small town where he was found was not known for its crime, and the residents found it hard to believe something so terrible could happen there. Before burying the baby, the undertaker christened him with water from a nearby freshwater stream and named him John. The tiny body was then placed in an equally tiny casket, and the community came together to bury him. Oh my god. To better understand what happened next in the story, we have to go back a little and talk about Ireland in the early 1980s. Uh Only seven months before baby John was found, in September of 1983, the people of Ireland went to the polls and voted in favor of a referendum which embedded a ban on abortion in the Irish Constitution. Oh boy. This added the Eighth Amendment and provided the unborn with an equal right to life as the mother. The Catholic Church held huge influence on politics and on society in general in Ireland. There was little to no sex education in schools birth control, including condoms, were only available if someone was lucky enough to find a doctor willing to prescribe them. We're in the mm-hmm. 80s, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the 50s, not Mm-mm. the 30s. Mm-mm. Yep. The referendum only passed with a small margin of votes, but it was enough. To make mm-hmm. matters worse, both the church and the state refused to, quote, recognize unmarried mothers and their children as deserving of the respect, dignity, and benefits extended to married mothers or to hold men equally responsible for babies conceived out of wedlock. 
I mean, I'm I'm going to go ahead and agree with that. Hundred <laughs> percent. As is always the case, women with means were able to go to other countries in Europe for an abortion, mm-hmm. but the young and poor did not have that option. Yep. Unwed mothers were often sent to church-run homes to deliver babies that would then be given up for adoption, at times against the will of the mother. Mm -hmm. A practice the church would later apologize for, but the last mother and baby home only shut its doors in 1996, and divorce was illegal until that same year. Oh my god. (laughs) I know, man. Ugh. As the Gardaí began to investigate the murder of baby John, they had very little to go on. They had no eyewitnesses and no physical evidence was found at the spot where the baby's body had washed up, so authorities began to go door-to-door to the homes where young women lived. They questioned these girls and women to see what information they could gather. Had they been having sex with men out of wedlock? Did they know of anyone who had been pregnant but had no baby? They even demanded new mothers produce their infants as proof they had not, quote, done away with them. Cool. This is, um, this is good. This is mm-hmm. good police work. This mm-hmm. is good for the community. This is good for everyone's mm-hmm. mental health. Yep, Great. It, gets, it only gets better. Oh, no. As they moved from house to house, the fear spread with them. The guardie decided to turn to the maternity ward records in the area. In one registry of new mothers, they found the name of a young unmarried woman, 25-year-old Joanne Hayes, who had checked into the hospital needing medical care the same day baby John had been found. Joanne was suffering from severe bleeding, and a scan of her uterus revealed that it had, quote, been emptied recently. Mm -hmm. In other words, she had given birth within the past 48 hours, but the records made no mention of her baby. The guardie decided to bring her in for questioning. At first, she denied being pregnant, but when she realized she was being questioned for baby John's murder, she admitted to the pregnancy, but told them she had miscarried. Joanne lived in a town 50 miles north of Cohersevine and lived on her family's farm with her young daughter, who was just a toddler, her mother, aunt, and a few siblings. Joanne worked as a receptionist at a local gym, where she met the father of her children, Jeremiah Locke. Jeremiah was married to another woman, and they had a family together. Even though abortion was illegal in Ireland, adultery was not. I I don't know what kind of stories we're supposed to cover, but why are we doing this to each other I don't the last know. few weeks? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just rage stories. Just pure, blinding, speechless, horrifying rage stories. Yeah. Well, in this one, when I started reading about it, I was like equal parts uh, horrified and super interested mm-hmm. and couldn't get enough and just kept reading more and more awful things and i was like oh god what you know i don't know it's yeah. very important and it feels very 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 timely, timely. for us here in the united mm-hmm. states but jesus lord help us all yeah yep uh by the time it came for joanne to give birth to her second child she and jeremiah had broken up and joanne decided to give birth to her baby alone at home mm. She told authorities the baby who had been born the day before baby John had washed up on shore had been stillborn, so she had buried her infant in one of the fields on the farm. She kept the birth and the death quiet, grieving alone. The day after giving birth, she realized something was wrong with her and she needed medical care, so she checked into the hospital. Joanne told authorities she could prove she was not baby John's mother and begged them to take her back to the baby's grave on the farm. But the guardie, yeah. who were known for their yeah. intimidation tactic, 
Huh? No, I'm just oh. saying, no, go to the farm. It's yes. easy. That's an easy thing to follow up on. Yes. But the Gardi, who were known for their intimidation tactics at the time, refused and threatened to throw her in jail and put her daughter in an orphanage unless she admitted to being baby John's mother. Oh my God. <laughs> yep. And intimidated and scared, it didn't take long for Joanne to break down and tell authorities what they wanted to hear. No. She confessed to killing baby John and disposing of his body in the sea. The Gardi even managed to get her family to go along with the false story, and they confessed to helping her dispose of the baby. Mm. Joanne was then charged with murder. The members of her family were charged with disposing of a corpse, and Joanne was moved from jail to a psychiatric hospital. God. The Gardi refused to do a search of Joanne's farm, telling her there was no reason. I, like, what is this? The world that we live in. I know, dude. But eventually, after much begging, Joanne managed to convince them to go look for her baby. Authorities found the infant buried just where she had told them he would be. He appeared to be unharmed, and there was no evidence she had killed him. Blood tests would also confirm that the baby found at the farm matched both Joanne and Jeremiah's blood type. When these same tests were performed on baby John, his blood type did not match his parents and was not a type that would have been possible had he been born to Joanne and Jeremiah. But they're going to find some way to shoehorn that right on in there. They fucking sure are. Yep. No. Yep. (laughs) Yes, they are. Oh my God. No. Unfortunately, police would not admit they were wrong and decided Joanne had been the mother of both infants who, despite having different blood types, were twins. I was going to joke about twins. Mm -hmm. Yep. They even. Yeah, it really is. They even went so far as to suggest Joanne's twins were the result of heteropaternal superfecundation, which is how you pronounce it, but feels. Wow. Yeah. Superfecundation, which is when having sex with two different men within a 48 hour period results in two pregnancies that happen at the same time. So this is something that happens, but it's very, 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 very rare. Right. Totally. And I actually had friends who were, they were the same, had the same parents, but one baby was produced. What do you call it? (laughs) (laughs) One baby was in there. (laughs) (laughs) And then grew. (laughs) Was born, not born, uh, was produced. What is it? Fertilized? Anyway, (laughs) there's a baby in there. Little one, tiny, like a couple weeks, a month old. And another baby shows up. Oh and my so God. they were born at the same time, but they were conceived like a couple weeks or a month apart. So Isn't that crazy? wild? I know. Yeah. Also very, very, very rare, but totally possible. Yep. Another theory put forward was that the baby's blood type had changed due to decomposition. Cool. Yes. Yeah. I got the, got some like m- minerals in there. Seriously. Oh yep. my God. Yep. Chemistry experts over there. Yep. Authorities believed Joanne had given birth to the twins. The first baby had been born in the field. When Joanne realized the baby had died from natural causes, she left him there. She then went into her house and gave birth to the second twin in her bedroom. After the baby was born, they said that she then beat and stabbed him as her siblings watched and then threw the baby off a cliff. Yep, likely story. That's how things go. Mm -hmm. Authorities never bothered to give any motive behind her crimes or why she gave birth to one in in the field to them it just made sense yeah because women don't matter and so why would their mo- motives emotions actions mm-hmm. anything else matter right it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter 
Nope. Thank the great Lord above. After the judge heard the case, or lack thereof, against Joanne, he quickly threw out the charges against her. Oh, thank God. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. Uh, The charges against her and her family, uh, they were both let go. They were let out of jail. Thank God. After the charges were dropped, the Hayes family reported allegations of both physical and psychological abuse against the guardie. Mm-hmm. Um, they even said, like, slapping and just really nasty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Joanne said, oh, here we go. Joanne said she was slapped, threatened, and coerced into making a false confession. Jesus. The guardie opened an internal police investigation, but the results came back inconclusive. <laughs> oh, shocking. God, this poor woman. You're like dealing with your baby dying, Mm -hmm. grieving, and like full intense grieving. And then the guard guy is slapping you. (sighs) Public outcry from those who believe Joanne had been treated terribly prompted a probe into the guardie's behavior. And in 1985, an official tribunal headed by Mr. Justice Kevin Lynch was set up to get to the bottom of what happened. Good. Unfortunately, what should have been some kind of justice for Joanne quickly devolved into a trial focusing on Joanne's womanhood Mm. and her, quote, immoral choices. Right, of course. For weeks, her private life was scrutinized by a panel of male officials, and she was vilified as a woman with loose morals and was even called a baby killer. Oh, my God. From an article written by Kara Fox for CNN, quote, A legal team showed maps of where Joanne and her lover had been intimate. A doctor detailed the size of Joanne's birth canal. Male psychiatrists aired their opinions on her personal character. Mm. One even said that Joanne didn't appear to be guilt-stricken enough at the death of her own child. Oh my god. The judge ordered sedation for visibly upset Joanne, and in this state, she took the stand to testify. Oh my god. Uh, I can't. I know. During cross-examination, Joanne was questioned at length about her sexual history, menstrual cycles, and contraceptive use. Nope. At the end of the tribunal, the justice, this fucking dickhead, would find that Joanne assaulted her newborn son with a bath brush and then killed her child by choking it to stop it from crying. Despite the fact the state pathologist was unable to determine the cause of her baby's death, and there was no sign the infant had been hurt in any way. Oh my god. He would go on to absolve the police of wrongdoing, and the officers central to the case were all eventually promoted. I'm gonna... Um, I'm... I'm going to vomit. I'm yeah, going, man. I'm going to... Like, what do you do? How do you change this world? So that didn't happen. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Slowly? Hopefully? <laughs> I will fuck I mean, it's only been 40 years since that happened, so. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Has anything gotten better, question uh, mark? Not yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. It does. Women. For Ireland, anyway. It gets a little better. Oh, good. 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 Yeah. yeah. So a large percentage of the public continued to stand behind Joanne and were outraged by the way officials had treated her at the tribunal. Women from across Ireland reached out to her to offer their support. They sent Joanne yellow roses as a symbol of solidarity and wrote her hundreds of letters detailing their own stories of suffering. That's something. Yeah. It was believed to be one of the turning points in a conversation about women's rights in Ireland that continues to this day. Hmm, Good. That's something. After the tribunal, Joanne went back home where she desperately tried to stay out of the limelight. 
the Gardaí never figured out who killed baby John and did little to find the killer after Joanne's charges were thrown out. Unbelievable. 34 years passed, and with it, Irish society changed. The Catholic Church has lost some of its sway on the country Mm -hmm. as it deals with its own child sex abuse scandals. Mm -hmm. In 1990, the first woman was elected president of Ireland. In 1992, the landmark X case Mm. made it legal for Irish women to travel abroad for abortions, adding the threat of suicide as grounds for abortion. Wow. But not abortion in Ireland, but you could leave. That's just... Yes. In 2013, Savita Halapanavar died of sepsis after being denied a termination of a miscarrying fetus Mm. in Galloway Hospital, prompting the government to pass a bill allowing abortions when a woman's life is in danger. I'm like rolling my eyes. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Thanks for nothing. 2013. Yep. Things got even worse for the church. In 2017, a mass grave of more than 800 babies and children was uncovered at the Catholic-run mother and baby home. Mm-hmm. The investigation began in 2015 after claims emerged that hundreds of babies were buried in a mass unmarked grave near a home in Tuam County, Galway. The conditions of the mother baby home, huh? No, just unbelievable. I mean, not mm-hmm. surprising, but Mm-mm. it's okay if we do it. You just got to mm-hmm. do it the way we want to do it. But if you mm-hmm. do it, but no. you're going to go to jail. We're going to frame yes. you for your baby's murder. Yes. Yep. The conditions of this mother baby home were described as particularly, quote, difficult. Which I thought was a, yeah. <laughs> One of the, some of these articles, they're so like tidy with their words. <laughs> and research would later show that on average, a child from the home died every two weeks between 1925 and 1961. Holy shitballs. Yeah. In 1975, two young boys discovered skeletal remains in a concrete structure while playing near the site of the former home. Locals assumed it was a famine-era grave, and a priest was called to bless the site before the structure was resealed. In 2012, a local historian, Catherine Corliss, who had spent years researching the Tuam home, discovered the burial records for 800 children were missing. Mm. The home had noted their deaths, but hadn't kept records of where they were buried. Mm -hmm. She was eventually able to locate all but two of the children's records, and the locals realized the remains found were those of the children who had died mainly of disease and malnutrition. Mm -hmm. The remains revealed the ages of the children ranged from 35 weeks to three years old. Mm. So 35 weeks gestation. Right. Most of them had been buried in the 1950s when the facility was one of more than a dozen in Ireland offering shelter to orphans, unmarried mothers, and their children. Not very well. No. After the mothers gave birth, their children were taken from them and were supposed to be raised by nuns until they were adopted. Although the infant mortality rate was high overall in the 1950s, the number of children that died at the Tuam home was far higher than the average. Mm Mm-hmm. In 2014, the Prime Minister admitted that for decades, children born out of wedlock were treated as a, quote, subspecies, mm-hmm. and a full investigation into mother-baby homes was launched. During this investigation, it was uncovered that more than 900 children died while living at the Bessborough Mother and Baby Home in Cork. Do I even need to point out the hypocrisy? Like, we all get this, right? Mm-hmm. We understand 
that forcing women to have babies to then just let them starve and die of disease Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. not humanitarian. Mm -hmm. Not pro-life whatsoever. Not even a little bit. Mm -mm. Neither is Mm -mm. it to force them to be born and then give them zero support whatsoever Mm -hmm. and constantly legislate to take any scrap of support away from them. Yep. Okay? Yeah. Great. Yep. So they found all of these 900 children, uh, but it's still not known where the vast majority are buried. I think one of the articles I read said out of those 900, they found 63 remains. God. Yeah. The Irish people began to fully understand it was never about being pro-life. It was all about (laughs) controlling women and their bodies. Good job, guys. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, but for real, it's so hard to come back from that, you know, as mm-hmm. we well know in this country. It's like once you've dug in your hills and the the overwhelming word on the street is this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like there, you can't come back from that. Right. So the fact that the society did is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I admire that. I wish that our country. I think the vast capable. majority of our country is. It's just the ones that aren't are very vocal. And powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So in January of 2018, the Guardi issued a formal apology to Joanne after confirming with DNA that baby John was not Joanne's baby. Oh, good. Great. Mm-hmm. The Irish prime minister at the time also apologized to Joanne for the way she'd been treated more than 30 years ago. Mm. The apology took less than a minute to read. In order to maintain her privacy, Joanne was not president in the high court to hear it. But she did release a statement expressing relief that the, quote, suffering and stress of this ordeal was finally behind her and her family. She also asked that their privacy be respected so they could, quote, return to our lives within our local community in peace. I hope that that apology came with a big fat fucking check. Yeah, it does. (laughs) An editable arrangement. Good. Seriously. If not, we'll send her an editable arrangement. Totally. In September of 2018, the Gardee reopened Baby John's case in the hopes of finding his killer. Just a month ago, on September 14th, 2021, they exhumed the little body of the infant for further examination and to retrieve more DNA in the hopes to find more evidence that will lead to justice. Good. They released a statement saying the mother of baby John will be treated with, quote, sensitivity and compassion if she presents herself to Gardi to help with the investigation of the death of her child. Mm. So far, no one has voluntarily come forward. Who can blame them? No. <laughs> you guys already botched that one up thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Now, now for sure. We've, yeah. For sure we'll be nice. We promise you. Just yeah. Come on and tell us what happened. And if you are a woman who knows something related to the case whatsoever, if you come in and tell us about it, we're definitely not going to frame you for mm-hmm. it. <laughs> well, and also in all of these, like, because these are very recent, none of them are mentioning the fucking dad. Exactly. Exactly. Like, why don't you ask him to come forward and they'll treat him with respect? Yep. Also in 2018, the Health Regulation of Termination of Pregnancy Act was passed, making it legal for women to get abortions in the first 12 weeks of pregnancy and later in cases where the pregnant woman's life or health is at risk. Go figure. Yes, good. Good job. Mm -hmm. Keep it up. In 2020, the Irish government agreed to pay Joanne, her siblings, and her daughter 2.5 million euros, which is about 2.8 million U.S. dollars. get it. For the pain and suffering she went through at the hands of the authorities all those decades ago. Thank God. Mm -hmm. 
And that's it, guys. Jeez, oh man. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had to stack up eight forced confessions with that, it's <laughs> kind of a draw. I, this was shorter, so thank you for that. Yes. Slightly truncated journey. To and take she also didn't have to go to prison. So right. But she, she did have to be... suffer for mm-hmm. the better part of four decades. So. Yeah. And then get to go have a tribunal that was supposed to be about police misconduct and instead like, had her birth canal examined. Discussed. Yeah. And then yeah. decided that she did actually kill her baby. But, right. Oh, God. <laughs> I know, man. Why? Why the world? Why? <laughs> Why? Yes. I hope for Joanne. She knows that it caused change to happen. Yep. And... Uh, I'm sorry. You should not. We should not have to be traumatizing people to get change to happen. That's exactly it. Like yeah. we can be proactive. We are advanced enough as a species that we can be proactive in protecting people, advocating mm-hmm. for people. Everything doesn't have to be fucking retroactive, and that's what's just so frustrating. It's like people yeah. don't have to have horrible things happen to them to find ways for horrible things not to happen. Mm-hmm. I-, I think. Yes. Um, let's let people have control of their own bodies. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. It's all about control. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you, if you're listening to this, you probably agree. So I'm not going to go on a tangent because I know that you're our people. And if you're new to this podcast and you don't agree, that's, I don't listen to the podcast anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is it all the time. This is how it is all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We would love for you to stay and listen and participate in the conversation for real, not in a condescending way, but it's this is what it is yeah don't come at us about it no i mean we we can have conversations but well i am very happy to hear that i i am legitimately you know it's sad that the bar is so low for us in the united states that i'm like wait what they actually have come around you know Mm -hmm. but that's how it feels (laughs) i mean it's Mm -hmm. like i know that we good usually prevails right like usually Mm -hmm. Like I keep saying over and over, if we can make it through World War Two, we can make it through anything. Like right. if we can bounce back from that level of just like concentrated Terrible. evil, then I do think we as a species, a global community are better than we present ourselves to be in a lot of cases. And like you just mm-hmm. said, that's the people who get the have the have the hold of the microphone are not the best people in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. But I'm happy to hear that. It gives me hope. I like yeah. to feel hopeful because that's my default setting. So yeah. thank you. That's what I thought about a lot with this one is that they could have just let it go and just been like, okay, that happened in the past. But instead, they're, they right. really are trying to fix their wrongs yeah, and make amends and give yeah. her money and reopen the case and do all the yeah. things that they need to do to make this better. It's and, a very powerful precedent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Admitting that you're wrong and that you're yeah. sorry. Yeah, when you don't have yeah. to, especially. It's not yeah. like, you know, they're, I mean, maybe internally people, young people are like putting pressure on the government to do that. I don't know the mm-hmm. circumstances, but if they did it without a bunch of pressure to do so, that's even more impressive. Yep. Um, uh, a quick segue, now that I'm thinking about the horrible people that hold the microphone. <laughs> Are we the horrible people that hold microphones? <laughs> well, jury's still out on that. Uh-huh. But 
Uh, we got a wonderful message from a listener um, pointing out the fact that I, especially me, Sadie might throw it out there every once in a while, I refer to personality disorders a lot on this podcast. And very irresponsibly, as it turns out, because I am, I have a personal preoccupation with uncurable, incurable, sort of pervasive personality disorder, specifically psychosis, sociopathy, and narcissism. Like the, the big, the big baddies, the ones that are kind of sneaky and very dangerous. Um, and our listener brought up the fact that they have borderline personality disorder and that it hurts their feelings. They love the podcast and it hurts their feelings to hear me refer to people with personality disorders with so much contempt. And so I officially want to apologize for that because for a myriad of reasons, but I need to be more specific and need to be more careful with my language and I'm fully aware that Sadie and I can get a little loose in our conversational tone. And so if at any point, you know, within reason, obviously, I'm saying something or we're saying something and it's not sitting well, like in the case of our listener who's gone through a lot as a person diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and does not need to be further victimized by their favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. um, please, please reach out. Please reach out. And they did with so much grace and like kindness, which is also, mm -hmm. that's, you don't have to, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I want you to feel empowered if I'm saying something uh, you know, if it's about cops, I, um, I would still want to hear it, but I might, <laughs> <laughs> might disagree a little harder. Yeah, but, but you know, when it comes to any kind of neurodivergence or just general mental health issues, the things that we are dealing with, even if you, you know, and I think that there's like sort of a gradient of like, I would say that narcissists have a little bit more self-awareness than sociopaths, than psychopaths, you know, like, mm -hmm. it's well, I all... I think there's always, there's always a spectrum of... Exactly. Like, not, not everyone who has those disorders are bad either. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it is something that I don't think we as a society have a ton of awareness of, and I would like for us to be more aware, because it's just societally, in, as individual people... You know, we're talking about people who are being victimized. And I think also, uh, as a society, we are being victimized by people who don't have our best interests at heart, even a little bit. And in fact, take joy in manipulating and pinning us against each other, etc. But again, that said, uh, that does not include all people with personality disorders. Taking that right on out of my... Uh, lexicon <laughs> yeah yeah because that includes like ocd you know things yes. that like aren't even a little bit dangerous maybe slightly disruptive sure. but fuck it disrupt some shit mix yes. it up like yes. i celebrate you i celebrate people all kinds of people with all of their struggles and trials and tribulations so thank you for pointing that out it's extremely important and i'm very grateful that you did and yep. i'm gonna cut that shit out yeah I think too that when I was when I was reflecting back after reading her message, um, that you and I so desperately want to explain oh not yep. explain away but like exp try to find a reason why exactly. people do terrible things and it's very easy and irresponsible to put it back on their mental health alone. Right, um, it's not fair to people who have their own struggles and aren't murdering people. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's always a fine line, too, between, you know, because most of the people who victimized have been victimized, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like we were just saying that sort of terrible cycle of retroactive responses to things. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we are trying to be proactive in pointing out the reasons these things are happening Mm -hmm. so that we can have a personal awareness of the people that we're bringing into our lives and how they're affecting us. And then also have a societal awareness of, you know, maybe these systems aren't in our best interests. And maybe Mm -hmm. like if we're thinking about that more and talking about it more, you know, we can help spark some level of change. So yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing, as it turns mm-hmm. out, to talk about all the horrible things that people do to each other and try to infuse some nuance in there and get it right. Because you, you can't. You, mm-hmm. We can't. But we want to try. So <laughs> yes. thank you for giving yeah. us the opportunity to get better at it. Heck That's the yeah. whole fucking point. That the is the whole point. point. And we care very, very deeply. Yeah. No doubt. I would, I would turn this whole thing off if I felt like... It had to happen if I was hurting people. You know what I yeah. mean? Like no, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Be that we would be done. Yep. Yep. Mm. You got names? Oh my god! Okay. Yes, I forgot. I was like, "What else do we do here?" <laughs> <laughs> Let's give the people what they're really here for. They're not here to learn about historical wrongs of women's <laughs> rights. <laughs> they're here for Brad Heinous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one hit me just right. Yeah. It's like the way you like looking at it, hearing it, reading uh, it. Brad Hainis. <laughs> um, Melbourne, Australia was originally called Bear Brass. Yeah, it was. Bear Brass. <laughs> Why would you ever bear, change it? Bear Bear Ass is how I'm going to pronounce it. Bear Brass. Bear Brass. Uh... <laughs> There's a street in the UK called Butts Close. <laughs> and, uh, the same person, I think, I think sent us a sign, a picture of a sign that said Devil's Dyke. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. 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 Um, our darling Megan Glenn, who writes and edits for us, um, <laughs> her third grade teacher's name was Mrs. Blood. <laughs> Which also explains so much. Megan's so dark much. and spooky as Sadie and I are. And I'm going to go ahead and call Credit out. that for Mrs. Yes, Blood. That's yes. her root. <laughs> Mrs. Blood. I can't believe it took her this long to uh, tell us. <laughs> um, Richard Smallwood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the dick of the week. Dick Smallwood. <laughs> um... This is one I found in the wild. Uh, one of our high school classmates posted a picture of Butts Drugs. <laughs> yeah. What is Butts Drugs? It's a drugstore. Yes. Butts Drugs. <laughs> uh, so you need your butt drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not even Butts Drugs. It's just butt drugs. Oh, man. That's I mean, amazing. So many things. So many ways to to proceed. Like if your butt, if you need drugs for your butt or if like you do drugs up your i mean yeah you could just go to butt drugs yeah um there's a surgeon named will butcher (laughs) (laughs) i mean i am a person who believes in signs and i would jump right on off of that table naked as the day (laughs) i was born bye (laughs) um 
<laughs> Somebody sent us a picture of McLovin, your pet spa. <laughs> <laughs> they really uh, had to spend some time on that one. <laughs> McLovin, your pet, your pet spa. spa. <laughs> and the technician, her name is Mina. I, I, I mean, I... Noisainen, N-O-U-S-I-A-I-N-E-N, butcher. <laughs> Whoa. That's a wow. Picture. Yeah. Mina Noisainen, butcher. <laughs> also not taking my doggie to get his pedicures no. at McLovin Your Pet Spa by a woman named Butcher. Uh-uh. I mean, or, or am I? Uh, okay, some Welsh places. There's three cocks. Yes. And then there's halfway, which is not halfway through Wales, which I assume is where it claims to be. Is what she's right. <laughs> halfway. Like to whose what? measure? Exactly. They're like, eh, yeah. Right. Like <laughs> who's going to actually what? check this? Oh wait, people will. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, hair piece is a salon, but P E A C E hair piece. You get it. Hair piece. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Uh, uh, good ones. Yep. Brad Heinous. Brad Heinous. <laughs> Present. <laughs> In attendance. Oh, man. All right. Uh, shouty outies. Yeah. I'm going to apologize in advance. It was Laura's birthday this weekend, and sh- we really went for it. And so my brain is a big old orb full of mush right now. Well, maybe it'll be for our, all of our benefit. We'll find out. It we'll can definitely going to get weird <laughs> definitely uh thank you so much to jana d uh excuse me jana jana j-a-h-n-a oh jana we know a jana yeah i only know a jana but this jana is from australia so we probably oh. don't know this jana oh jana you wanna come with me to the pool do you want a cocktail, Jana? Do you want to swim with me and do a synchronized swimming routine? Yeah, she does. And so we do it. We have funny little caps and outfits. And it's totally delightful. <laughs> and really hard looking. <laughs> it is. I have a friend who moved to Indiana, like did an exchange as a synchronized swimmer. <laughs> it was hard, according to her. I yes. didn't try it. Oh no, I can't. I think it'd be very hard. Jana has the skills, though. She, yeah, she'll teach me. Thank you so much to Macy S. Macy's, Macy's, Macy's. just the department's. Yes, they yes. love us. <laughs> yes, I buy my sheets at Macy's and eight hundred thread count, just like Macy S. Soft. Yes durable it's an it's an extravagance that i allow myself just like Mm -hmm. macy s you know it's like sinking into a cloud it's like wrapping yourself in luxury it's like taking some hashtag self-care me time etc get it macy (laughs) s that's what she's made of yes uh i want to go to bed right now i do too I haven't been sleeping super well for some reason, but I also like am okay with it because my bed is comfy. And so I'm like, I'm just going to 
enjoy the comforts in my yes. non-sleeping moments. Ooh, speaking of not sleeping well, uh, I started taking magnesium at night. Ooh. And it was, it, I, I don't know, 400 milligrams or something. And it was awesome. And then we ran out and I keep forgetting to get more. Oh, no. And it's a problem. So yep. try some magnesium. Yeah. That's I'm a not a doctor. Idea. Don't take my yeah. medical advice. Yeah. I'm a melatonin person and it works really well. I don't try yeah, some magnesium. Cool. Hey, I'll try the mags. Get, to, get up on it. All right. Thank you so much to Caitlin Z. Oh, yeah. Caitlin Z for, um, like, everything that's a sound, like a zap or a zowie or a uh, zebra. zigzag. <laughs> that's, yeah, zebra. I feel like a zebra is kind of like an onomatopoeia, right? Like a yeah. zebra looks like exactly what it is. Yes. Like, if I had never seen a zebra before and you said zebra, I would. that's what I would picture. Seriously. Because it's, yeah. Zoomy. I wish my last name started with a Z. Yes. Right? I mean, I feel yes. like you just come out of the gate, like, swinging, like, ready. I'm, yes. Yeah. Right? Didn't yeah. all of your characters, when you would write stories, when you were a little, wasn't your name Zoe? Yeah, uh, yes. That name? One of my best friends' name is Zoe. It, it, like, all of it. Yes. Z's also, are amazing. Ouch. Zelda. Uh, Zeb zebra yeah. if you want to say zebra in a different way zachary <laughs> doesn't quite uh, have the no. same ring <laughs> but you know not to discount zachary's no it's a good name mm-hmm. you know what else is a good name what kimberly r that's a great name and yes. i would imagine that it stands for kimberly roundhouse kick yes there is nothing better cooler more um like applicable as a skill than a roundhouse kick. If Seriously. you can do a successfully, if you can do a roundhouse kick, <laughs> in fact, hats off, hats I, off. Yeah, you're prepared for anything. Seriously, you know what else is cool about Kimberly? What? She's from Kentucky. Oh yeah, our neighbor to the south. Yeah, it feels really c- c- very badass. Hey, hey y'all, that's what we say to each other over the border. What do hey, we call? Hey y'all. What are we? What are who's, Kentuckians? No, uh, God, Buckeyes. No, they, it's like a it's a bad name. <laughs> oh, like we're Hoosiers, right? But they we. Oh man, I can't believe I can't think of it. Isn't I, there like a bad name for people in Kentucky? Like stink ucky, but it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, is I'll, now. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Come back at you next week. Tell us, Kimberly, <laughs> what do we call you? It derog- uh, what's a derogatory thing that we or call Or maybe it's you. what they call us. I was going to say, know. I think that there are um, endless derogatory names for people from Indiana. Right. It's not <laughs> It's not a super popular place to live, if you guys don't know. Uh-huh. It's not like people are just <laughs> dying to get here. No. Although, I'm on a campaign for like changing the image of Indiana because this place is awesome. It's yeah. just kind of wrapped up in some terrible some policies <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's very pretty though very yeah. pretty thank you so much to vanessa l vanessa okay and so vanessa i'm so glad you came here today to look into your future and what do we see Mm-hmm. that's right success <laughs> what else do we see? Mm-hmm. Yep. Partnership. 
romantic, platonic, <laughs> all in your favor. And what else? Mm, tacos. Nailed it. Right on the fucking head. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. I am actually, I think next round, if you want to be a Patreon and you want me to pull a tarot card for you, I think <gasps> the next round of Shouty Outies, I'm going to pull a tarot card. That's a great idea. So I want you to pull a tarot card for me. I will. I'll pay you I, money for it. There are very, there are a lot of tarot cards. I think there's plenty to go around for everyone. So Good. yeah, sign up for Patreon before next round and you will get your tarot read by yes. one card. I will interpret <laughs> it for you. Uh, last but not least, thank yeah. you so much to Gemma K. Oh, come on. I the know. name Gemma. Why do some people get to be named Gemma? I don't know. And they just get to be Gemma. You just get to be. It's not yes. even like you assigned it to yourself. No. It's a name that's so cute and effortless that it, you would have to assign it to yourself, but then that like defeats the purpose of being a Gemma. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless because you did assign it to yourself, and then you're so smart and brilliant just pull it off you pick the best name Ugh, out there yeah it's just one of those ones i'm sorry there's nothing else i can say about it because it's perfection that i would just taint it i would sully it (laughs) with my interpretation that's right you know yeah so way to go Gemma. keep my stink stink off of it keep it out of stink tucky (laughs) stink tucky courtney stink Stink tucky Gemma has no business being in Stinkucky. No, Gemma's not from the United States, so she doesn't have to worry about it. Well, she might come here and uh, like want to go on a bourbon tasting. Oh, don't do it. No, no. not worth it. <laughs> Just kidding. I love Kentucky. I love it. Too. It's so beautiful. We love it. It's so beautiful, and yeah. I would, I would definitely go ahead and throw it out there that Stinkucky is better than Indiana. One hundred percent. And I actually bourbon right. is my liquor of choice, so I don't know what. Yeah we're complaining about over here <laughs> yeah what do we have race cars um Ugh. crossroads we, of america yeah we got the lake michigan that rules uh, just a little bit of it though i think we have the slow tiniest sliver of it mm-hmm. um uh dave letterman <laughs> is from here <laughs> that's pretty much it kentucky uh, has horse races bourbon m- mountains mountains yeah, like the Rockies or the Smokies. I don't know which. Smokies, <laughs> not the Rockies. Um, a little bit of them, I think. Do right? they? I don't yeah, know. I, I think those that's were, more, like, more Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. But I think they have some of that. Something like a hill. Maybe. They have some hills. Maybe it's hills. Yeah. Anyway, Gemma, Just come, kidding. come visit. Good. Let's go to St- Stinkucky. Stinkucky. And we'll, we'll discover it together. <laughs> I'm going to find out about which, I'm going to say mountains, Stinkucky. <laughs> I really feel like they have some mountains. People in Stinkucky are like, God, you guys are so stupid. Oh, Appalachia is in Kentucky? Mm. Wait. Kentucky has many mountains, peaks, and hills within its borders. Oh. <laughs> okay. Look at you. I know. Major mountains. Uh, Cumberland. Pine. That makes sense. Cumberland Mountain sounds right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, Stinkucky. thank you guys rules yes as much as our patreon supporters so much thanks for being here we love you endlessly yes we do and if you want to spend more time with us you can come over to our instagram facebook or twitter at they will kill you can go to our website they will kill.com and you can email us at they will kill podcast at gmail.com 
GemmaMail.com. GemmaMail.com? <gasps> yes. I'm going to start an email service called GemmaMail. I would sign up for that service right now. Mm-hmm. And just send each other, like, sonnets mostly. You can only send sonnets <laughs> over GemmaMail. Yes. About Stinkucky. Uh, well, or... <laughs> It's only available in Stinkucky. Yes. It's Stinkucky only. Gemma mail. Oh, I'll send you a Gemma mail. That's what they, people say in Louisville to each other. Oh, Louisville's a great city. Anyway, uh, rate, revive, review, subscribe. <laughs> rate, revive, subscribe. subscribe. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. And thank you, AJ Bergans, for your music. Thank you so much. Yep. And remember, um, you know, if people are hurting your feelings, tell them about it because that makes them better and everyone should want to be better. And if they're not, then they're just not ready to hear it. And But but you should say it anyway because you deserve to be heard. Yes. We love you. We love Everything you. about you. We celebrate you. And yep. goodbye. 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 See you real soon. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>